to The Dinosaurs, the Bare Bones Dinosaur Edutainment Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Marshall. And I'm your host, David Lindley. And today we're asking the big questions like, were dinosaurs big? <laughs> I think I can confidently say yes. Yeah, it's really a dumb question. <laughs> so it's a dumb question with like a kind of interesting question at its core, which is were dinosaurs really big in general or do we just find the really big ones more easily? And there were actually just a lot of dinosaurs. Mm. And overall, they like spanned the size range very well. But even then, some of them happened to be very, very big right. compared to Anything the current that's situation. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's alive on land yes, right now. Yes. Blue whales are huge. Yeah. They're terrifying. I think I don't really have like a good idea. They're 200 tons. <laughs> of how big a blue An whale elephant is. is six. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it's one of those people, like humans are bad at, at scales yes. that they don't, they can't like understand. Immediately grasp. Yes. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, the idea, I mean, you say 200 tons and I think to myself, that's very big. Sounds big. But I don't, I don't yeah. know that I'm really understanding, you know? And they're like a third of a football field. No, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're like 30 some odd meters. I think it might be up to 40, um, which is some football fields, I'm sure. Who knows? I don't know. How big are football fields? I don't know. Okay. There are a couple of, so yes, it's a dumb question. And yeah, some of them were certainly very big. And isn't that sort of the answer to the question? There are still some like kind of interesting things here for me because there are reasons we would find big dinosaurs more easily. Like big bones are more likely to be found just because they are big. Yeah. It's easy to see big things. It's easy to find corners of big things and then <laughs> yeah. excavate around them. A part of a big thing is sticking out of the ground and you're like, hey, that's a bit weird looking. I'm going to go check out and see if there's more stuff attached to that little thing that's poking out there. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, if it's just like something, well... If it's a very small bone, it could be a bone of anything. Yep. You're not going to immediately think, oh, dinosaur. <laughs> Even small bones, they're just harder to see because they're small. Yep. Small bones are also less likely to be preserved and fossilized. Yeah. They are less dense. They're made of weaker stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just much easier to fossilize something that's bigger and harder to break, which is why we find a lot of sauropod legs and like vertebrae mm. and very few heads. <laughs> Uh, the flip side is that the bigger an animal is, the fewer of them there are, because given yeah. area of land can only provide so much food, right? And it's not immediately clear which of these factors dominates. Do they just balance each other out and like, yes, there are some big things, but there are fewer of them. Mm -hmm. And overall, dinosaur biomass is about equal, or who, who knows? Uh, there are some good arguments that dinosaurs were quite big on average compared to things that are on land now. Right. Because on land now, we typically have large mammals and those are the largest animals that are around. Birds are fairly small, which which we'll talk about. Uh, it was mostly uh, chompy boy theropods that found it advantageous to be small in the Mesozoic. Mm. The rest of things really were like, oh, it's, it's pretty cool to be big. <laughs> and that brings us into the next section, which is why did dinosaurs get big? Because there were too many trees and someone had to eat them. So yeah, uh, having a long neck on a sauropod means that there are a couple interesting things that you can do. Because you can do like a side-to-side -side sweeping motion yep. along the ground, right? But you can also bring it up and you've got real like 3D uh, 
what am I trying to say? You can move your head through three-dimensional space to grab basically all the bits of a tree. Yes. Much more easily than trying to, like, reposition your body. Because all you're doing is just craning your neck around. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, branches are getting in the way and stuff. But you're just mostly eating all of those. Yeah. So, yeah. Food is absolutely a big one. Uh, You get more out of the food that you eat if you're big. And you can get more food. Yes. So, that's a, a real big thing. It's also harder for other things to eat you when you're big. Yeah, exactly. If you're the biggest thing, they're going to say, mm, I don't know about that. I'm going to go over the after these little ones. Yeah. And then, yeah, you don't get eaten because you're big. And then you're the one that's procreating. So yep. we just keep doing get that. You, yeah, yep. And you get bigger and bigger. <laughs> this, this has come to some actually some pretty fun things in uh, paleontology. But I just briefly want to go over the like eating more stuff yeah Uh, our bodies do the best they can to digest the food that we eat but the longer food stays in your body the more time your body has to extract nutrients from it and break down the i'm sure you know a little bit about this but you're breaking down proteins right so (laughs) you're a chemist this is essentially chemistry chemistry. (laughs) (laughs) is this biology have we strayed this is applied chemistry no i mean so like amino acids i know so i know about amino acids because they made me learn about those Mm -hmm. those are made up of proteins nice I think. Or is that the other way around? I think it's the other way around. It might be the other way around. Amino acids are the building blocks of the proteins. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you want to break the proteins down to get the amino acids. Right. That sounds right. Because you've got some very long proteins. And yes. that's these are the things that are found in grasses, which humans can't digest. Right. Partially, not entirely, partially because we don't keep the, the food around in our bodies long enough mm. to break those things down. Now, a couple caveats. Don't just hold your poop in to get more stuff out of, your, <laughs> out of your food. Gross. It won't work like that. This is sort of like... On a grander scale, right? Like, (laughs) if you are an animal that has evolved to keep food in your body longer, it has longer to break down. Uh, It's also kind of related to why humans cook our food. Because cooking our food is essentially just breaking down proteins. Right. Making it easier for us to digest and get energy from the food that we're eating. Now, this is like some of the best uh, arguments for why dragons should exist. And why dinosaurs (laughs) should have turned into dragons, right? What an evolutionary strategy. Uh, that would be. It would be. You pre-cook your food. Like there are That's a lot unstoppable. of unstoppable. There are a lot of reasons why dragons are amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue. And I really like it when people try to have scientific mm-hmm. arguments about how dragons could have existed. Right. It's um, for fun fantasy. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And dragons are cool. Sure. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> Fantasy, I think, is the main thing here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, As a predator, you can take on bigger prey if you are big, right? Yeah. And as a herbivore, you can capitalize on more of the resources. You just, like, you eat more of the food that's around you, leaving less for your rivals. (laughs) (laughs) And so this also is just an encouraging thing to be the biggest one around so that you can eat bigger things if you are someone who eats other creatures. Yeah. Or you can just eat more of the food that your rivals would be (laughs) eating otherwise. At a certain point, as you get big and are a herbivore food actually starts to ferment in your gut Mm. which just gives you extra energy because alcohol can alcohol is surprisingly uh energy rich Mm. yes that makes sense Mm -hmm. so this definitely happened in sauropods but it's also it's something that happens in ruminants like cows i think okay food will just plant matter stays in their guts long enough a while and it starts to (laughs) ferment which just gives off extra energy basically and a lot of methane gas a lot of methane gas (laughs) the whole not being eaten thing is good for herbivores right it does lead to a bit of an arms race because as a herbivore you want to be as big as possible so you can't be attacked by predators Mm -hmm. as a predator you want to be big enough to attack most herbivores 
So whenever one gets bigger, it's always it's advantageous for the other one to get bigger yeah. as well. And it just leads to this arms race and like, how big can you feasibly get becomes the question. Because dinosaurs seem to have really maxed out uh, body size yeah. in terms of things that walked around on land. Like they went to the real extremes. Things that, I mean, elephants are probably the biggest land mammals that we could get. Yeah. Sort of hypothetically. Like they could be a bit more spherical i guess but they're already pretty spherical, <laughs> pretty spherical. so like there's not much there aren't many uh things that they could do to be much more successful or grow that much bigger yeah and the same sort of thing applies to things like sauropods or t-rex these giant uh, land animals that just dominated the landscape at a certain point, physics is just against you, you know? Yes, and this is, like, there's a bunch of stuff that's against you, actually. Um, let's talk about it as we go into our next section, which is, how did dinosaurs get big? Right. And the sort of, like, subtitle to that is, what stops us from getting big? <laughs> Why are humans not huge? Why are why are mammals in general topping out at sub 10 tons, which is, for a sauropod, itty bitty bitty. <laughs> whales obviously are able to get much bigger than 10 tons, up to 200 tons. Um, blue whales are probably the heaviest slash most massive ma uh, animals to have ever lived. We haven't found any compelling evidence that there have been anything bigger. Dinosaurs were still big and they lived mostly or almost entirely on land, but dinosaurs had a lot of advantages that we've talked about in the past, but we can briefly reiterate, reiterate here that really gave them a leg up compared mm. to mammals. Their bones were much lighter yeah. due to pneumatization because bones are the support structure for an animal. Lighter bones means that you can have bigger bones, means that you can be bigger. Their lungs are also much more efficient so they pulled a lot more oxygen from the air than we are able to Yeah, because of our stupid lungs. Our lungs suck. The pneumatization of bones were part of that because that's part of how they breathed. Mm. So it's not just like there are gaps right. in the bone that are filled by muscle or anything those are filled by air, air sacs yeah so they can just extract more air as their bones get bigger and uh yeah basically one breath of air gets them a lot more oxygen than uh we get just makes me think like they really had things figured out you know yeah. like whatever happened to those guys you ah, know? big rocks <laughs> Isn't this like the terrifying existential thing yes. that we should take home? No, that that's really They were really doing what's so happening. much better than we so were. So much better. And, and they're one all space gone. rock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I but mean, then, birds are still here. From, a, from another perspective, I, you know, this, this huge space rock comes and like these apex predators and apex herbivores and stuff, they all die. Mm -hmm. But like the earth is still fine. And that makes me kind of happy that once we destroy the earth with our human ways, yeah. the earth will be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. 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 The Earth doesn't care. No. It kind of does, though, Like, which is even more worrying that yeah. a space rock didn't really make it worry that much. But, like, now we are? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Talking about oxygen and getting more oxygen out of each breath brings me to a point that there's um, been a few suggestions that there was more oxygen in the atmosphere during the Mesozoic. Mm. This is something that I've definitely heard in passing from like not the most reputable of sources but something that often gets played off is like did you know? Interesting fact that might not be true. Mm. It might be true. I haven't seen any serious arguments which hinge on that being true for dinosaurs to be as big as they were. Right. Seems like they had a lot of ad advantages that really didn't care whether there was like 2%. I'm sure it wasn't as much as 2% but like some percent more oxygen in the air. Yeah. They were big because of the things that we've talked about, not because yeah, there's like, more oxygen. I think 
I think oxygen is is heavy enough that it's not generally like escaping like helium does. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. helium. <laughs> it's limited. Boy, are we going to run out of helium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no more balloons, guys. <laughs> no. Nope, nope, nope. Sauropods in particular have a couple of interesting things that allowed them to get so big because they were absolutely massive. Right. And looking at the, uh, the size of their head always seems a bit funny. Like, oh, this giant thing has a tiny head. That's actually surprisingly crazy. Critical. This is one of the most surprising things I found out while uh, researching this episode is basically a lot of their success boils down to the fact that they didn't chew their food. Because mm. as you chew your food, generally the bigger you get, your head gets even bigger in proportion. There's something called called uh, positive allometry with body size. Allometry? I don't know how to pronounce nah. it. <laughs> anyway, but as your body size gets bigger, typically your head gets even bigger in relation, which is why T-Rex is walking around is as huge. this head <laughs> this head on legs yeah. basically because he needs all those teeth right and and the surface area of your teeth scales with the square right right but you need bigger muscles which square at the volume or with uh mm. which are uh cubed with the volume right? yeah um and just like to support length. your body mass like that's also a volume measurement exactly yeah yeah so there's just some trade-offs there that generally uh chewing your food is a really big limiter on how big you can be and like there have been things that see, uh, take a look and say okay for uh an animal to get as big as a sauropod if it chewed its food it would have to be chewing more than 24 hours per right. day it's a waste waste of time just swallow the leaves there literally isn't that much <laughs> time in a day there's... you can get bigger just by the fact of not not swallow or not chewing your food and yeah, just swallowing it that's wacky Which, yeah it's super wacky yeah okay dinosaurs were big they're very cool why aren't birds big because it'd be terrifying we've talked about this <laughs> <laughs> But they've got so many of the right things. They've got fancy hollow bones. They do. They don't chew their food. They don't. Why aren't they big? Why are the like geese goose-sized and not terrifying? They're already <laughs> they terrifying. They would be so much worse. They're so much worse, <laughs> right? And like there used to be some bigger birds through history. Terror birds are something that we can talk about at some point. But they're really, they're like murder ostriches. Oh. As if an ostrich wasn't already a murder Pretty scary ostrich, too. Right? I would yeah. not mess with an ostrich. Exactly. No. So there are a couple reasons why birds aren't big none of which seem necessarily impossible to overcome yeah. which is really interesting to me <laughs> so one thing is uh birds walk on two legs super bad for getting big you can get t-rex big if you walk on two legs you really can't get much bigger and be on land if you're on two legs you got to go to four but this has already happened in the history of dinosaurs they started out on two legs mm -hmm. sauropods went to four legs uh theropods just stayed on two legs no reason they couldn't go to four legs they just haven't tried it yet because their wings are so nice and useful so useful exactly yeah. so that yeah they something would have to happen for them to even try going big enough for four legs modern birds legs are also laid out really poorly for them to get too big again because mm. uh, birds sort of lost their long tail which changed how they held hold their femurs and now their femurs are at an, a weird angle and they do a lot of their walking with their knees rather than their femurs oh. which is why birds kind of seem to have backwards legs it's because that's the ankle that you're seeing where we would expect a knee mm. and the knee is doing what we would expect from a uh, a hip 
Uh, so they had this this great body plan and they m- went and messed it up. Basically, and then the space rock hit and made it seem like this weird messed up body plan was the only one worth having anymore. <laughs> Which is essentially what happened. Yep. The eggs are another one. Um, T-Rex would have laid eggs, as did all sauropods. Its eggs were much smaller in proportion to its body than modern birds. Because ostrich eggs are about the biggest they can be. Yeah. That's one of the limiting factors on how big an ostrich is, is they can't get any bigger and still lay viable eggs. But dinosaurs used to have a trick where they would get bigger, but their eggs would stay the same size. Yeah. And they would just grow up faster. At some point in the bird lineage, we seem to have lost that. Mm-hmm. But like, mm, could we get that back? I'm not saying we will. I'm just saying that nothing here seems so insurmountable. There doesn't seem to be a great loss. Yeah. Even the fact that dinosaurs have lost their tails generally, and they've now got pygostyle tails, Therizinosaurs had them, and they were absolutely huge. So, smaller than T-Rex, I gotta say. But, like, over a ton. Uh, And there are no birds today which are anywhere close to being one ton in, in mass. So, yeah. I'm really stuck back on the idea of T-Rex laying eggs. I don't like it. Right? I don't like it at all. Isn't it weird? It's really weird. Yeah, but it's so natural. Like, sauropod laying eggs, I'm like, okay, that's yeah, fine. that makes sense. Yeah, triceratops, sure. T-Rex, for some reason, there's a weird resistance to it. Something about a carnivore laying eggs. Mm. I think that's what mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. to me, I'm like, oh, carnivore, that's a mammal. Right. It just has like sort of a mammalian <laughs> feel to it. Well, yeah, we're in the... Anthropocene were are past the Mesozoic and now uh, mammals are all the new hotness. The new hotness. Yep. And uh but we're garbage. We're so small. Oh, we're so bad at stuff. We're so bad at everything. We're good at running, humans. Yeah, that's true. It's the only thing we're good at. Yes. And yeah, we'll talk about it, but like once you get too big, you don't want to run. No. You don't want to run for it. like a lot of reasons. <laughs> not ju- it's not just one reason. Anyway, that's for featured creatures, which creatures the creatures that are featured you know my dad asked whether you did that every time or whether i just used a recording oh wow and i was like i should have just been using a recording and throwing out whatever you do oh no what i'm doing (laughs) is so good you can't even tell does that yeah that's how that works so michaela you got something big for us i do i do Patagotitan? Patagotitan. 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 (laughs) I have brought us Patagotitan. Patagotitan mayorum, a longboy sauropod from the late Cretaceous of Argentina's Patagonia region. Discovered by Aurelio Hernandez in 2008, it was immediately recognized as an important find due to its size. The paper describing the animal was put out by Jose Luis Carballido almost a decade later in 2017. Official length and weight estimates for Patagotitan vary quite a bit, with most credible length estimates somewhere between 30 and 40 meters, and weight estimates usually between 55 and 70 tons, though some have suggested weights as high as 96 tons. Yes. Some, some things have some things suggested. <laughs> when, this, when this paper came out, from what I can tell in 2017, people got very excited by the idea that we had discovered the largest land... Uh, animal, land creature to ever have lived, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, you're writing this paper and you're not 100% sure. I mean, I don't know what the paper says, but people were definitely making estimates. They were excitable. (laughs) They were excitable. Mm -hmm. And when people get excitable, crazy numbers happen. 96 (laughs) times. fine. Patago comes from the Patagonia region or the Patagonia region. (laughs) 
in which the holotype was found. And Titan comes from Greek, means big, big. basically. It's pretty big. I mean, it means Titan, but sure. Yeah. The specific name honors the Mayo family, owners of the ranch near where the holotype was found. Yeah, which is nice. So this is a very long boy. Yeah, big boy. It's a very long boy. He's long. He's extremely long. I mean, let's call him 37 meters long. Sure. It's pretty long. Yeah. It's like blue whale long, I've heard. It is. (laughs) And about a quarter of the weight. Yeah. But when you're hauling that around on land. Sounds tough. Sounds like you're eating a lot of plants. A lot of plants. (laughs) A lot of plants. (laughs) But you're getting so much more out of each of those plants. It's true. Because your digestive tract is just so long. You just just get everything there is to get from those plants. Let's put yeah, it that Yeah, they're way. done once they come yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, so... See our episode on copper lights for that. <laughs> uh, this this site where they found uh, Potato Titan is pretty cool. They found like 200 different fossils there and 130 bones from Potato Titan. Mm-hmm. So six different specimens. Actually, the paper that uh, was published, and I don't know if this is something that they typically do. I just thought it was neat and I'd never seen it before. But they sort of have kind of like a picture of the full skeleton of Patago Titan and then color coded is like the, the different pieces that they found from the different, different specimens. Individuals? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's really neat. And they're sort of like, yeah, hey, here's how the things that we found and we don't think they're from the same guy, but we put them together and we made this. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty complete yeah. because they found a lot of bones. No head. <laughs> no. But well, that would be asking a little too much, yeah. I think. No, I really like reading academic papers about dinosaur discoveries because mm-hmm. of these, like you just get to see these really cool fossils and then it's usually fossil and then drawing that sort of emphasizes the bits of the fossil that you should be paying attention to yeah. and can sort of downplay the background and then some color coding and occasionally you get the UV lights on it. Right? It's very cool. Ooh, yeah. 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 And um, yeah, so these, these specimens were in the same location, but they were not, it wasn't like they all died there at the same time. Mm-hmm. It seems like there was some flooding that was washing them to this same spot. And so, I mean, these big, I don't know, these something this big being in a large herd seems We've got, so, uh, I don't know, because I was going to be like, oh, we've actually, we've got some sauropod footprints that seem to show a family unit. Because we do, we have sauropod footprints that seem to show a family unit. But like, this is the problem with saying sauropod. Yeah. Because like, oh, we've got some birds that talk. It's not relevant, it's not like a reasonable thing to say, oh, all birds talk. Nope. Yeah. No, no, Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, who's to say? Either way, this is a very, very large dinosaur. Um. A lot of comparisons to Argentinosaurus, yep. which I mean, based on the name, sounds like it's from the same area. <laughs> a lot of a lot of cool stuff coming out of Argentina. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, a lot of these sort of <laughs> clickbaity articles. Well, it's the biggest, right? Right. And like, there's something so so childish, but also so delightful. Yeah. About the biggest, and that being a headline that they're like, oh, people will want to read this. Yes. But people do like the biggest thing. We want to we know want the best thing. And and it's unfortunate that I have to say that I'm not sure Patagotitan is the biggest sauropod no, that we found. No, I don't know that so it is. It's so hard to say these things. Yeah. Um, pe- people have pointed out that, you know, that we have some bones from Patagotitan and then we have like the same or a very similar bone from Argentinosaurus. I think it's just Argentinosaurus. Argent- oh yeah, you're right. Argentinosaurus. And like,
like the Argentinosaurus bones are generally larger. Right. <laughs> Comparing sort of, you know, equivalent things. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the weight estimates and length estimates for, for both dinosaurs are... Extremely overlapping. Yeah, they're yeah. extremely overlapping. And yeah, we have these huge ranges, right? Yeah. Where you're, you're just, you have some sort of model. And I don't, I mean, this is probably a large part of like the people who are making these models, like that's what they do. So I'm not saying the models are bad, but there's, there's some no way guesswork. to guesswork. So like completely check it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I would say that Patagotitan was one of the largest Definitely. land animals to have ever lived. Definitely. But saying that it is the biggest or that Argentinosaurus was the biggest or yeah, uh, yeah, Barosaurus, where we've got that one really interesting vertebrae because it's huge. <laughs> it's so huge. But yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, finding really big things is cool. I think it's exciting. And, I mean, having more than one of these extremely large dinosaurs that, yeah, this is, this happened more than once. <laughs> we don't just have one vertebrae from yeah. it. We've got a, yeah, a nicely, art- well, not an articulated, but a complete-ish skeleton. Pretty complete, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, like 12 elephants. Yeah. That's a lot of elephants. That's a lot of elephants. That's a lot of elephants. Uh, because this is from uh, 2017, there Mm-hmm. No, there isn't popular culture for right. it, as far as I could tell. I was surprised that there wasn't even anything coming up for like a, like a documentary, because you'd yeah. think that there would have been some sort of sensationalized... Not a lot of dinosaur documentaries. It's really expensive to make them, because Just, people yeah. want them to look good, but mm. that's very expensive, Yeah, because you can't... Yeah, it, it involves like 3D models and also a bit of practical effects, and it's just a mess. Yeah, and especially, I guess, these days, you, you're going to be... People will be comparing it to the, you know, Jurassic Park, the newer Jurassic Park movies where they're be able to pour hundreds of millions of dollars exactly, yeah. into it. And then if you're like, if you're under that bar, most of the reviews are just going to be like, looks bad. Yeah. And that's not nice. No. <laughs> that's not a money-making endeavor. It's not. Hopefully we see something like this in the Jurassic franchise at some point. Ah, oh, something just so big. Yeah. Well, and like the, the shape of it is very different from what we typically see in mm. Jurassic Park where mm-hmm. we're used to like the Brachiosaurus sort of thing. But this, the neck is really weird looking. Uh, some are restored with like almost wattles on the neck that make it even weirder looking and I'm all about those. And yeah, like, I just, I don't even know how you would show that on on a movie screen. <laughs> Something that is so big and it's so long and people are so small next to it. Yeah, Jurassic Park's already been there to some extent yeah. and like they've shown them above the tree line. It's like, oh look, that's how big they are. Yeah. And sneezing in that girl's face. Uh, but like that's that's movie number one. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, maybe the next one. I think there's going to be another There's going to be so many of them. Yeah. They'll never stop, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you like the name? Patagotitan. It's very hard to say. It is. It's very hard to say. and Because it feels like it should be uh, Patagotitan. But, that but is, that's worse yeah, to say. It's so much worse. And I mean, I don't mind naming it after the place that they found it. I mean, I like that the specific name is the ranch where it was found. Mayorum is a great yeah, that, specific Yeah, that's name. a really good name. But yeah, like the... <laughs> It just, it doesn't evoke Patagonia no. when you have to say Patago, assuming that we're saying it right, which... There's no yeah. uh, correct pronunciation yeah. for many of these. Yeah. And I mean, a Titan, sure. Yeah. It's big, but... Because yes, Patago Titan does evoke something big, but like other people have gone with Dreadnoughtus for other... <laughs> 
<laughs> large dinosaurs. And that's the sort of thing right? where I'm like, that's yeah. a good name. That that makes me think, well, that's probably a pretty big dinosaur. It's probably quite large. Yeah. Whereas like Patagotitan, I just get caught up in the, the first part and yeah. confused. And then I'm like, Potato Titan? Potato Titan. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's the mean, uh, that's the mean name that other dinosaurs would call it. Oh. And it's all self-conscious. It's too big. Oh. <laughs> It's puberty too early, you know? Just awkwardly big in middle school. I mean, that's that's the uh, that's the voice then. Yeah. It's like a, oh, it's, it's got braces and mm-hmm. kind of lift. Yeah. Hey guys, can I, can I come with you? <laughs> but he's, oh, he's always getting in the way. Yeah. Oh, and his, his awkward gangly body. He's knocking stuff over. Oh, yeah. It's rough. It's really rough. Yeah. Well, that was unexpectedly sad. <laughs> Do you want to hear about Giganotosaurus? Oh, I don't want to call it Giga, but yeah. It is Giganotosaurus. Gross. Giganotosaurus carolinii, a chompy boy theropod from the late Cretaceous of Argentina's Patagonia region, though it likely did not live at the same time as Patagotitan, so would not have been a predator for that specific dinosaur. So close, though. So close. Discovered by amateur fossil hunter Ruben Carolini in 1993, Giganotosaurus was formally described two years later by Rodolfo Coria and Leonardo Salgado. Salgado is the namesake of Bonitasaura salgadoi, discussed in episode 38. This is one of the largest theropods we've ever found, measuring between 12 and 13 meters long and weighing somewhere around 7 tons, though estimates range from 4 to 14 tons. It's <laughs> a big range. It's a big range. <sighs> That's like less than one elephant to over two elephants. Again, like estimates yeah. that some people have suggested. Yeah. <laughs> from the Greek gigas for giant and notos meaning southern, giving giant southern lizard. The specific name honors Carolini, the person who discovered the first fossil. So we have biggest sauropod. Now we've got biggest, biggest theropod. theropod. Uh, biggest ornithischian is a bit hazier. Mm. It, that one, like, I don't know. Ankylosaurus was really big. <laughs> yeah, <Sure>. Whatever. <laughs> uh, is this the biggest theropod to have ever walked the earth? It definitely has some competition. Uh, T-Rex is massive, but it's not really clear if the two specimens we have of Giganotosaurus are really bigger than any T-Rex specimen we found, mm. especially because we found Scotty the T-Rex in 2019. Right. And like, that's just a bit too recent for us to have been like, what's, and scientists don't want to put out a paper that's just, what's the biggest dinosaur? No. It's not really publishable, right? <laughs> Spinosaurus was also quite large, as was Carcharodontosaurus. Again, I wouldn't say this is the biggest theropod. I would say it is one of the biggest theropods that we have found yeah. and are likely to find. Yeah. This seems to be really topping out the theropod body plan. Yeah. You just can't get much bigger. There have been a, uh, quite a few actually credible suggestions that theropods of this size were simply too big to run with (laughs) at least two limiting factors suggestive. I had read one previously that said, you know, if you get up to these speeds that are suggested as the maximum speed and then fall over, you're less of one creature as a long smear on the ground (laughs) at that point. Just because like physics takes over (laughs) and you're basically a large bag of water that has tipped. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, it's gross. It's not a good idea. No. There's another issue, though, which is just like balance issues. So running means that you've got one leg off. uh, I think both legs off the ground simultaneously, right? Yes. Whereas walking, one leg is always on the ground. And the balance issues just really come into play. It's as though you've got a big tub of water and you're sort of (laughs) sloshing it back and forth, right? There's No matter how good your tub is, there is a maximum size that you can do that. Yeah, and I guess we're like like sort of tall, thin tubs. 
Right. Yeah, and that's why we're good at running. Part sure. of the reason why. There's a bunch of reasons why we're good at running. Yeah. But yeah, if I had like a big wide tub that I was trying to run with, that sounds much harder. Well, and it's like if you made us much bigger, yeah. then the sloshing effect gets worse, <laughs> right? True. So just bad things all around. <laughs> As I said before, big dinosaurs are definitely exciting, but there's something a bit strange to me about the fixation on trying to measure all aspects of a creature like this. Like, did it have a stronger bite than T-Rex? Which seems to be a really important question for some people but I'm just kind of like eh. Yeah the strength of the bite I, I guess I can see from the perspective of oh you're trying to say this thing is so cool and look it can bite through 20 steel beams. Sure. Right? I guess then that makes it more fearsome and then other people will think it's cool? I don't know. I think it is cool that it can snap a whatever you want in <laughs> half you know by biting it. Yeah. That's great. But yeah I just I sort of read these like oh was it strong Stronger than T-Rex and I'm like it seems really big and scary and I think that's okay for me at this point yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I guess you, you get a good headline out of it if you can mm-hmm. say this dinosaur had a stronger bite than T-Rex really though what this mostly drives home for me is how similar things are once they top out on size mm. you really lose distinguishing features yeah because that just holds you back from getting bigger so like looking at this and T-Rex like oh okay maybe T-Rex T-Rex is a bit thicker around the middle, maybe. (laughs) But like, basically you've got a head on legs with a tail to balance it out. And that is the same whether you're looking at T-Rex, Carcharodontosaurus, or uh, Giganotosaurus. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I mean, given enough time, it makes sense that, you know, disparate things would kind of go all towards whatever is the most advantageous. And then, yeah, you end up with this situation where you have a couple of guys that, I mean, they want to be the biggest, so they're all kind of doing the same thing. And again, T-Rex lived very far away, yeah. uh, both in time and in uh, distance from yeah. this. I was also, I, I saw Patagonia uh, in Argentina and I was like, ooh, late Cretaceous for both this and Patagotitan. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then it's just like different sub ages uh. that, that are neighbors. So like, it's not exactly clear how far apart these, these right. guys lived, but it is probably on the scale, scale of millions of years, which is wild to think about. And like, that's another thing, right? Like the scale of time that we're talking about. Like giant ground sloths lived fairly close in time to us. They lived within the last 15,000 years, I think. And we're talking about things separated by a million or more years. So hard to wrap your head around. Well, yeah. And like, even if you you can sort of intellectually say like, oh yeah, it's a million years. Like that still doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. to a person. And we're like, oh, I'm 30. I'm so old now. <laughs> but that's relative. Sure, yeah. That's a third. Okay. Shouldn't have brought up. 30, that's 30% of a life. Shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking... <laughs> About how uh, people are comparing between Argentinosaurus yeah. and Patagotitan. Similar thing here. Jagonotosaurus uh, to T-Rex. The One of the big things is the femur. Because we've mm. got good femurs from both of them. Right, right. And one of our Jagonotosaurus specimens is fairly complete. Uh, another one is just a bit of one jaw. And that's <laughs> unfortunately the bigger one. So mm. it's like people have made some... 
assumptions or extrapolations from that. That's quite the extrapolation. Anyway. I, I mean, I can see you, you just take the whole thing and you just draw it all bigger. That much bigger. Yep, relative to the two jaw ratios. Yeah, exactly. Without thinking, like, maybe this one just had a bigger head. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, people have different head no, sizes. I say without thinking that. No, people have absolutely been, like, you're getting very far ahead of yourselves. Yes. There's always, it may have just had a bigger head. There's always someone saying the one thing yeah. and someone else saying the other the thing. The reasonable thing, it's yes. It's just that the unreasonable thing is more likely, it's more sensational. But yeah, it's headline catching because yeah. now it's bigger than T-Rex. And sorry, my initial point, we've got femurs for both of right. this and T-Rex. And <laughs> I think the largest measured difference I've seen is uh, Giganotosaurus femur was five centimeters longer. <laughs> than T-Rexes, which has uh. not been confirmed by all measurements of these specimens uh. and I don't think was measured against Scotty the T-Rex. So again, it is one of the biggest, but they're just all so similarly sized. That's so much more similar than I thought you were going to say. Right? It's a. It's like two inches. Like it's nothing. Five centimeters? And, and I mean, I'm imagining that this is a pretty large bone. Yeah. That just could be a rounding error, right? almost. Like, uh, yeah, other people have measured it and found less difference than that. Yeah. Because it depends exactly how you hold the measuring tape and where you're measuring from and to. Well, because that's the other thing. Which part? It's not, it's not a rectangle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're measuring the longest part. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. You need to take both and like hold them up to each other. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and see which one is bigger. But like, I'm sure for humans, a five centimeter difference in femur length would be very significant. Oh, yeah. Like, that's that's crazy big. But for, uh, what is it, a seven ton animal? Yeah, yeah. No. no. No, 12 to 13 meters long? Yeah, five centimeters. Five <laughs> centimeters. That's what we got. Jaganotosaurus, very cool. Uh, I didn't look up popular culture. That's um, fine. The name, I got some problems with the name. I don't like that it's Jiga, not, G- not Giga. Yeah, me neither. I don't like it at all. Uh, I like that they've included a reference to the fact that it's southern by giving uh, by putting notos in there. Yeah. I think it's the wrong place. Because you look at this and you think Gigantosaurus. Yeah. And then you're told, oh no, there's an extra O in there that you didn't see. And you say, excuse me? <laughs> Giganotosaurus? Not Gigantosaurus. And they say, ah oh, yes, technically that's correct. Ugh, yeah. best kind of correct. Anyway, so... I'm not sold on the name. No, no. Especially Tyrannosaurus, classic. Uh, Something like Carcharodontosaurus is very difficult to say, but I love the name. <laughs> Carcar, yeah. <laughs> Don't even know if I'm saying that right. I'm giving a CH a hard C sound. Who knows? I think it's fine, though, generally. Uh, and, yeah, why not Gigantosaurus? I know because it's southern, but, eh. Whatever. Is it going to have a southern voice? Oh, I guess it has to because it's has big southern and southern. In the name. Yeah. Also, like the the Carolini really makes me think of Carolina. Yeah. So it's like extra southern. Yeah. yeah. I, there's just no other way to go with it. Now that young whippersnapper named Scotty, he uh, he may be a mighty big boy there, but uh, I think you'll find if you take a look, Dragonotosaurus has it in the bag. Got that there five centimeters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you went real hillbilly with it. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> Coming up no, 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 next time, Woo! we are going to be asking the big questions. This actually comes courtesy of my nephew, which I'm delighted about. Very delighted. Did dinosaurs float? Did Triceratops specifically float? Because what an interesting question. I love it. I'm so obsessed with it. <laughs> 
I can't stop thinking. I'm like, but Spinosaurus, okay, because Spinosaurus, like, it was suggested to be a diving, and then the latest paper said, no, it was probably having difficulty staying uh, under the water, but also, its bones were heavily pneumatized. <laughs> I've just gone off. It's true, though. Like, if, it's, if something's full of air, right? But then Triceratops, I don't think, has the same air sacs in, no. its, in its bones. So, who knows? But, like, it's advantageous for all animals to be able to swim. More on this next time. That's going to be frantic. It's already <laughs> frantic. <laughs> Until then, people can always get in touch. Email is dinosaurspodcast at gmail.com. Twitter is at the dinosaurs. And until next time, osteo vista. <laughs>